This episode of the FitCast is brought to you by Pedestal Footwear, the company that has engineered the ultimate sock. If you go to pedestalfootwear.com, you order two pairs, you get them shipped free. Go check them out at pedestalfootwear.com. Hello, welcome back to the FitCast. My name is Kevin Larrabee and back on the show just about every year around this time, I love to talk to Dos Remedios because not only is he a fantastic guest every time bringing it, but also I love to talk about this little event that he has in Long Beach called the Pub Crawl, where he's raising great amounts of money for uh, local animal shelters. Dos, how you doing? Awesome, man. Awesome. Great to talk to you, Kevin. And awesome seeing you. Just I, I, I've lost track of time. <laughs> I realize I think it's Tuesday now this week, and I think I saw you on third Friday, Friday. Friday last Friday in Chicago, and then I was in Phoenix, and then now I'm back in uh, L.A. So, yeah, yeah, coffee, man. Yeah, I, I don't know how you guys do it, these, like, world travelers, and, uh, you know, I work with a couple of them, but I, I have the same thing where, you know, you spend, you know, I'm flying into Chicago on Wednesday, leaving on Saturday, I come home, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, no, no, it's it's real. You're not you're not too shabby of a traveler yourself, buddy. So don't. Uh, no, this, is, <laughs> this is this is no this is no like and you know I see you know people like like you flying around. I see Sue flying around a ton, and so I I don't know how you guys do it. I hope I hope you enjoy it. I'm I'm kind of more of a a homebody these days, but uh, I do like to you know going out to Chicago, seeing people like you, getting to see the perform better crew is is a great. It's a great event. I always love doing it. It's honestly, it's like always fun. Like no matter how much I'm kind of grinding or, you know, kind of bouncing around places and tired, whenever the summits come up, especially, it's always like, you just know, you're going to see a ton of awesome people. There's going to be a ton of great information. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a cool vibe. I was actually bummed because I was telling a couple of people, I was actually, I think it's the first social I've ever missed (laughs) of any uh, summit. Cause that's kind of like, I love that, that whole aspect of hanging out with people and talking shop and having a couple of beers. So it was a bummer because I jetted straight from my from my uh, lecture right to the airport. So it was uh, it was, I mean some 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 pictures leaked out uh, of me there. It's fun. I was I can lie. I was a little jealous when I was looking at some of the pictures. So yeah, uh, you know sometimes you just gotta like when you're in Chicago, you show up with just a Scotty Pippen jersey on. Because, exactly. You know, that was that was classic, man. You, you just got to do it. But I was like looking back at some of the the old shows and. Now I can't believe like you've been on a bunch of times and I think this is like the the fifth or sixth time and I mean starting back all the way in 2007 because when when you first came on it was all about uh power training men's health power training right. uh book that you can still by the way guys if you are you know have access to the internet you can go to amazon.com and still pick this up as well as cardio strength training uh two badass books that should absolutely be in your library for the ridiculous price of like around 17 dollars yeah it's crazy um, right it's it's still I love I mean it's not really great for the authors as much as it is for us the right. audience that gets to pick up these books for for seventeen bucks but um, they are fantastic and they are still very relevant so go and and check all that stuff out and we ended up doing uh, I remember we recorded back in October two thousand seven and we did two back to back episodes we did we talked for like two hours straight um, and. Now it's about 10 years later and you're still doing amazing things. And now, 
you are also running not only the pub crawl that we we're talking about before, but also we have to absolutely talk about the performance podcast that you're doing with Will Fleming uh, as well. Because if you like podcasts, guys, if you're listening to this, you should be tuning in to that show as well, because you guys have been doing an incredible job and been very consistent with it. And you're coming back. I just saw a new episode in June and you're coming back for another run. Yeah. Don't we, tease me like this, though. No, we're trying it. to make a We honestly, we're trying to make a commitment to it because Will... Honestly, Will's super, super busy himself. Like right, he, right. he, he's all over the place. So for us to coordinate, especially with the difference in time zones, sometimes it's rough. So you know, I think we think we worked out a pretty good plan of action. Uh, we do want to be consistent because I can't tell you how many people are like, "Hey, what you know? What's the deal?" Like it was, I was following it and listening to every episode, and you guys kind of faded away. And and you know, I felt really bad because we were really consistent for a good chunk there, and we. You know, we, it's the same thing. You, you you have a lot of guests, and you and you talk about a lot of stuff. But a lot of times, for us, we just kind of bounce back and forth, and we talk about different things. Yeah. And we got to the point where I'm like, did we already talk about this? Should we talk about this kind of thing again? Like, so we had a hard time at one point, kind of putting stuff together and saying, is this going to be old? Is somebody going to go? Oh, are they talking about plyos again? Or you know? And I and I got to the point where people were like, no, just you guys just bounce stuff and just start talking about stuff because, you know, and then we'll, we'll go on after a little, a little tangent about speed training or Olympic lifting or something. And sometimes that's what people like. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to, you know, when I'm traveling or something or driving in the car and I'm listening to a podcast, that's, you know, unless I'm specifically trying to find out, you know, you're talking about one specific topic or something, but in general, I'm cool with that, with just people talking, especially with, Will's in a lot of stuff, you know, and his gym is unbelievable. Like the like that facility there, we just did that that power summit there with Athletes Acceleration, and mm-hmm. it was man, that, that facility is just a world class facility, and it's just one of the. I always say he's one of those real guys, you know. People are coming through the door. He's coaching his ass off every day. He's got a ton of Olympic lifters that he works with online all over the world. Um, he's really got stuff dialed in, you know. I, I really. I think we've been missing out on performing better on the summits by not having him on there just as a gym owner and a guy that's, that works with non-athletes, athletes. I mean, he's in there. That's actually where I met Will Fleming. I met Will Fleming when he was attending, uh, I want to say Long Beach or Chicago, one of those. And we became friends, you know, it was years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago or something. Um, and, you know, he's one of my best friends now just from that summit. And that's, I've met a lot of great people through the summits actually, but I really think he needs to be on the tour because people need to hear what this guy's got to talk to talk about, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, there, there's, of course, there, there's always going to be some rotation in those, those summits. There's been some new blood this year, which is always good to see some, some new coaches that are getting uh, an opportunity to present. And, uh, you know, guys, all you got to do is when you're out in, uh, the summits, go, go up to Chris Poirier and say, Hey, I'd, I'd like to hear Will next year. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's make um, it happen. So we were talking a little bit uh, about the Perform Better Summits. I also do want to start uh, talking a little bit about the the pub crawl because just to give you guys some information up front, uh, it's going to be on August 11th, which is going to be the Thursday before the Long Beach event. So you fly in on Thursday, you got to get ready, you check into your hotel, and then you get to go out and do the the pub crawl. And last year, you raised $7,140. And again, all this money is is going to the Friends of Long Beach Animals, which is a great organization. It was uh, something that I was really happy to contribute to last year because I think we're, you and I are very much in agreement. You know, there's, there's, 
pure better causes than helping you know animals in need neglected animals animals that need our help um and it's a, it's a great organization is that the same organization you're going to be contributing to this yeah, year yeah we we were so impressed last year we bounced around we've done long beach animal shelter we've done um you know castake which is up in my area but our very first one actually was in portland which was a really cool deal it was kind of a random thing but um we took about 35 crawlers through through uh, portland and it was pouring rain and we had the great, I mean, we had the greatest time and we, we had, uh, donated our money. I think at that time it was around $3,500 our first year mm-hmm. to the uh, Portland Humane Society. And I felt actually kind of bad. I didn't feel bad because we gave them the money, but it's one of the most funded, uh, you know, organizations like in the country, like it's, they have a cat, uh, you know, it's like a cat Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It's like an environment, it's like a climate controlled allergen for it's it's a crazy thing so to me i look around at some of the other shelters and i'm like you know that 3500 dollars would probably be even more appreciated by some of these other you know uh spots especially the one out by us where we got our two dogs from i mean it's uh they do a great job but it's nothing like that you know it's almost like i felt like i gave a little bit to a country club when i should have been giving it more you know to one of our places out here so we just kind of were strategic and looked around at places and talked to people and then Friends of Long Beach Animals came up. Somebody mentioned them to me before last year's event. <clears throat> and I made a phone call and talked to a couple of the the, or the people that work there and uh, one of the managers. And I just got a great vibe of what they were doing. And what they do is they actually help a lot of the local shelters. So they end up paying for a lot of the spaying and neutering and stuff like that. So when they mm-hmm. when they started putting in that 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 number, they're like, well, if you were to donate, if you were to give us $5,000, that would come out to this amount, you know, this many hundreds of, you know, spaying and neutering procedures or this, you know. And what happened with last year was they were building uh, their own clinic on their on their premises where they're doing all that stuff. So, so you know, they're t- intaking all these animals from these other shelters, doing all those medical procedures, taking care of them and getting them back so that they can get adopted. So <clears throat> they, could, they, they adopt at their own place themselves, but they do so much work. You know, in Long Beach, it's a pretty big metropolitan area. So they do so much work there that we felt, and they were just, they were just floored. You know, when I gave them that check, they're like, whoa, we thought we're going to get like, you know, 800 bucks or something, you know, like a lot of these events that they get. But yeah, it was, it was great. It's awesome to see them be so appreciative. And then, you know, they brought all these pictures and these, you know, books of, of, of all the stuff that they have planned and all the things that they're doing and the number, the sheer numbers that they're that they're catering to and really helping in the, in that community. So for us, it was a no brainer to just do it again because we thought, well, let's just kind of, we're there in the city. We're crawling in their city. Let's just kind of keep it local. You know, and my, my goal obviously would be to, to do something in Chicago, you know, one year it'd be awesome to be able to have the, the ability to organize that ahead of time and, and do a crawl on a Thursday in Chicago or in Providence or something, you know, before one of the other ones. Cause we, we have that captive audience, you know, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool as well. A lot of like-minded people for sure. Well, let's uh, let's start it off, and um, I, you know, I, I wish I could have done this this last year, but uh, this year, uh, let's make the the Fitcast a sponsor, and for two fifty, that will be from the uh, Patreon awesome. supporters. Yeah, let's let's yeah. make it happen again. It's you know a fantastic cause, and you know it's thank you for for putting all the work together and uh, and making this happen. So that's a, a lot more work on on your end to uh, put all this stuff together. No, that's awesome. That'd be great to have you guys. All right. So let's uh, going uh, forward. One of the first things that I wanted to talk to you about uh, was, you know, now, get, I mean, let's be real. We're, we're getting older. Uh, you, you have a daughter that is now involved in athletics. Um, we, 
I should say, I, you know, we both work with lots of young athletes and I'm kind of just kind of curious, how is she, you know, getting involved in a strength and conditioning? Is she getting like really interested in what dad's doing and stuff like that? Uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) she has it. She has a great, um, strength and conditioning coach at mm-hmm. her high school, who's a former uh, intern of mine, Mike Uden. Oh, cool. So in her high school, she's got, they, they, they do great training. And then in their club, they outsource to um, a facility, a training facility that's, that's connected to their volleyball facility. So uh, they do a lot of really cool stuff. So I don't feel, you know, I, I don't feel like they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know, you know, and, the, and a lot of people that are listening to this can probably relate to this. Um, but it's really hard for me to have influence on uh, my daughter or my wife when it comes to like training. Right. But they're totally great with other people telling them what to do. But if I tell them what to do, it's not it. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't seem to, to get through. So I don't know if it's just kind of one of those things where that's how it always is. You know, like a husband trainer trying to train his wife. Uh, you know, or, or dating somebody and you're the trainer and need it and they don't listen to you for whatever reason. So, and I also think it maybe gets a little messy sometimes because then you can't really coach them the way you want to coach them maybe. So, um, I, we always have kind of an open policy. If, if she wants to come in there and, and train with me at my house and house of pain or whatever, and we can get in a good session, Olympic lifting, then she's awesome. Cause she's good at it. She just doesn't really have the drive to train with me. I think, you know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but uh, I've talked to other people and they, who kind of have this have had a similar experience, you know, with a, with a kid or a spouse. No, it totally, it's just it's it's very interesting to to watch, you know, seeing the parents that come into our facility and you, you see some parents that almost like can't help but get super involved and in trying to find that balance between, you know, being supportive versus, you know, making sure that they're getting good training and then also letting them have some space to kind of, you know, do their own thing. He, that's the hard, that's the hard part, you know, as a, as a former athlete and being a coach is even the coaching part, even just watching her play volleyball or get coached or, um, you know, in practice or in, in, in tournaments, the way that interaction goes. And sometimes you feel like maybe that's not how it should be or not how you would do it. But I, I kind of like to sit back a little bit, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be that parent either. I want to <laughs> you know, make sure that you know, no, nobody's getting hurt or nobody, you know, there's nothing that's really, you know, crazy, un, unfair or something. But I don't know, like I felt like I was left, you know, my parents left me to kind of fend for myself a little bit and kind of figure things out and it worked. So I, I you know, hopefully, hopefully that kind of mindset works with her. You know, we're pretty involved with stuff, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, texting the coach and asking why she didn't play this or, you know, whatever. So I don't, I don't, uh, and she likes it that way. You know what I mean? Like I'll say, Hey, you want me to talk? No, 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 don't, don't, don't talk to him. I'll talk to him, you know, kind of thing. So I think that, that that's a healthier approach, I think. But I, I know a lot of parents aren't like that, man. I wish they would be like that. You know, when I was coaching high school, especially is it was, there was a lot of that, that, you know, we think you ought to try to do this kind of thing, you know, so, exactly. which is rough. I don't really take that, that stuff too, too well. <laughs> or, or, you know, why I saw, you know, the, I uh, saw, you know, ESPN this morning, I saw some strength and conditioning coaches doing this with the major league, you know, this insert major league baseball team. Is my son doing this? Like, uh, yeah, no, that's the biggest one, right? Yeah. The TV is the worst because now they not only see that, but they also see, you know, all those great fitness shows, you know, are my kids doing this? I want them to be doing this that I saw on TV because that means it must be fantastic training. Exactly. Exactly. 
Oh man, it's fun to be a strength coach these days. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you were doing out in Chicago, of course, it was the Perform Better Summit, but I was really intrigued by uh, your lecture and, and your hands-on, which, by the way, your hands-on was friggin' packed. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. It was, it was almost like <clears throat> I go in and I, what I did was I, I pulled in a, a kind of a team, which was I was lucky, right? So I like Mark Crabtree out there. Mark is – shout out to Mark, by the way. Mark Crabtree, who has been uh, – First off, he's a he's a guy that I always get to talk to out in Chicago for the last like five or six years. You know, he always comes up to the whatever booth I'm at and and says hi. And uh, he made a donation to the to the network. And uh, yeah, Mark is Mark is the man. I'm so happy for his success at his facility now. He, you know what? He's one of those. You know, I would say there's there's a lot of good guys. He's definitely one of those good guys. Absolutely. He, yeah. He, he's giving of his time, and the you know I just hit him up, <clears throat> just shot him a text and said, Hey, yeah, you're gonna be down there. You know. Oh yeah, man. He was down. He was down. Hey, do you need anybody else? You know, he brought in one of another one of his former interns and former coworkers that he had. And then I had, uh, uh, Danny over there who comes to all the summits, Danny two guns, mm-hmm. uh, to do all the, you know, my sandbag stuff, which was great. And then another girl, Amanda, that was there at the summit. So it was, it was awesome because I've been stuck before, you know, without any assistance or kind of like, especially early on when I was uh, started the summit, I didn't have a lot of contacts in different places. Mm-hmm. I remember one time in Providence, being solo, you know, and nowadays, you, you know, nobody does that anymore. Nobody's going solo anymore. You know, everybody's got the stations and the teams of people and, mm-hmm. and it makes for a really, really great, you know, 75 minute hands on. But I thought, you know, you're going in and I, and I Chris said there was over 7,000 people. So I said, okay, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's a great chance we're going to have anywhere from a hundred to maybe 200 people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as people started following and I was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden I kind of looked up from just setting up my playlist and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh man, plan B. More than that. You know? yeah. <laughs> we got a plan B. Yeah. So, and what happens a lot of times you have a lot of people in the room and about 50% of the people don't participate. Well, this wasn't like that. This was, <laughs> they jumped in and all of a sudden I went, I went 10 lines and all of a sudden I had to go like 15 lines of people. And it was, you know, 20, like it was about 20 deep almost on some of those lines. So, but we, we got through, we had great feedback. Um, Chris, I talked to Chris the other day, said great feedback, you know, post, uh, summit and everything. So we, we, you know, we, we enjoyed it, man. We had a good time and we felt like, you know, we got stuff done. People, you know, how it is, we've talked about this before. Sometimes people go and they just want to get their ass kicked and they want to, mm-hmm. you know, do a workout, you know, and Boyle's talked about this before, like he would lean more towards advising people to go to the lectures or to take in you know, from observing some of the stuff and maybe putting your, you know, hands on getting your hands dirty a, a little bit, but the, the, you know, the, the paint, the anguish and the sweat shouldn't be the goal of those hands on, but people were doing it, you know, people, some people were getting, if they wanted to, they could have done it. And some people were, were, you know, doing stuff and taking some notes and doing their thing, which I think is kind of the best way to do it. But I think we kind of, <clears throat> you know, we, we satisfied everybody in terms of that, you know, whether they wanted to work out or whether they wanted to just kind of pick up some, some, some drills and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, man. It was a great energy for sure. Well, I, I think that I mean, your specific talk was titled, um, explosive training for general population. The reason why I wanted to talk to you about this so much is because, you know, that line is really starting to get gray when it comes to the adult population, because, you know, we we're just talking about stuff that they're seeing on TV, the, the influence of CrossFit in the industry and people wanting a certain type of product when they, when they come to see you, but then the battle becomes, all right, how do I make this still kind of fall within my methodologies and make sure that it is still 
safe and practical, um, but still kind of give them that kind of sense of like you said, like the energy in that room was just incredible. And um, to kind of just see how everyone was getting involved, but again, putting something together that still makes sense programming wise. Um, What do you think of just like all that? And and how how do we make these adult groups kind of allow that line to be gray, but still be safe? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a, I think that's the coaching part. You know, that's mm-hmm. the part that's you as a coach have to be good about <clears throat> being able to monitor what's going on and, and, and control things, explain things. And, and then obviously regress things mm-hmm. or progress things. Um, yeah, I think what I really wanted to get across with this talk, and we did it in a few of the hands on uh, ones, one days, and then a couple of summits um, is that it's important, you know, like this component's going to be important, that, that explosive power thing and that should be pro- programmed into your programs. And if you're not programming a power component into your full body workouts, whatever you're doing with your clients, then you're missing out. Like it's not a complete program. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that, like is you know, th- that term functional people, we bastardize it. So we think it's something bad, <clears throat> but in reality, it's probably the best term that we still have. Like is, is that functional to my mom who's going through this program to try to stay healthy and keep her quality of life? Right. Well, power explosive components going to be, part of that doesn't mean she's doing muscle snatches, but it's, it might be, she's doing something else. And that's why we gave all those different types of, you know, tools and different, you know, drills and, and then different regressions, obviously. And that's why in my lecture, I wanted to really make sure we were citing some of the research, some of the stuff that's out there to talk about, you know, there, it's kind of reaffirming the stuff that we've known is that we need to really work on that component. You know, as, as we age, we see that huge, you know, ebb and power, you know, even more so than the strength. So mm-hmm. those are things that we need to think about, especially when I had everybody raise their hands in the room, how many people are training, you know, like performance stuff like athletes and maybe, you know, maybe a, a, a not less than 20% of the room raised their hands. And I said the general pop and everybody else raised their hands. I mean, this is, we're trying to make it applicable to them. So I want to make sure that they're, they're understanding that. Yeah, I could talk, we could talk about it all day from a, you know, performance for sure. That's easy. Like, it's kind of like a given that we know it's a, you know, we need reactivity we need explosive power and deceleration, all that stuff. But you know, that, all that stuff's going to you know, apply to the general person. And, and it, it's great because the day that I was during lunch, I actually saw a video, one of our good friends on vacation playing with this kid in the pool. And he put a slow-mo video of him kind of, you know, jumping out of the water and he was tossing his kid in the air. <laughs> and I was like, this is perfect. I got to get this. So I texted him. I said, but, you know, send that, send them, send me that clip. And I put it in my, in the, in the talk. Cause I'm like, this is what we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like that quality of life thing. And, you know, the 40 something year old, 50 year old person who's wanting to play and be active with their kids. And, you know, that power component or strength and power component actually is going to be pretty important. So, um, I think it's a great, I think it's a great talk and people have really, um, had a lot of positives about it from from us doing that. We've talked about power stuff before, but more from like, you know, like training teams and things like that and Mm -hmm. where to plug it in. But, you know, just us talking about now, like that decline over time and, you know, as you know, I'm turning 50 this year. So like this, that's, to me, it's, I feel like this is... Wait, you're turning 50 this year? Yeah, 50 this year. Wow. You look like 40. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> like, it I great. mean, that's like not even like 40, but man, I'd be surprised. If you said you were turning 40 this year, I'd be like, that sounds about right. right. <laughs> yeah, no. So for me, it's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, I talk about stuff like power endurance. Yeah. Like these are things that are, that are going to be important for us 
uh, to stay healthy and, and to do the things that I like to do. I like to train pretty hard and I like to kind of play around and um, run around and have fun. So, I, so, so to me, and I'm pretty big, so to me, I want to be able to make sure are my brakes still good? You know, am I able to accelerate my, my own body weight, things like that? So for, for me, I feel like I'm kind of like I, I could be like a kind of an active case study as we go and kind of see what's what's working as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's I feel like I'm one of those, you know, talking about these these populations and we start talking about, you know, the, the 40 decades and the 50s and the 60s. And I'm like, I'm right in the middle of the, in the meat of that thing now. So um, it's good. It's important stuff. You know, I think it's important for everybody. Yeah, that, that stuff that uh, we're still kind of wrestling with a little bit at NBSC is is trying to allow that kind of allow that kind of power development um, in, in our adult programs and going outside of just, you know, not just our med ball stuff and our, our plyometric drills, but allowing things to be a little bit more high energy because it, it is that thing, like how do we satisfy the consumer, but still not just, uh, you know, completely forget what we're, you know, why we're doing all this in the first place and, you know, making sure that we're not getting people hurt in the process. And it, it's just a really hard balance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where you you you're tweaking things in your programs, you're kind of sitting back and hopefully that's what happens. People go home after a weekend like last weekend and say, "Hey, you know, kind of I had this I heard this talk on this and this talk on this. Like, what can I do to to tweak this and and add this component or 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 improve this component? Maybe mm-hmm. they were doing it, but maybe I could do some other stuff with it, you know." So that's that was our goal and and that's why I I like to kind of throw a lot of toolbox stuff because I don't a lot of people have a lot of different tools. Some people not might not have that tool, but they might have sandbags. So maybe they're they're looking at, hey, maybe that's a, a safer way for us to work that triple quadruple extension is to start to do more high pulls with the bags and staggered stance and rotational stuff. And I think that's that's one of the beauties for a tool like that, you know, or TRX or mm. you know, if they like kettlebells, you know, maybe we gave them some ideas for some different drills. So uh, you know, I, one of the things I talked about is kind of funny, and and Mark Crabtree is a great one too because of. You know, he's been around for a long time and, and I talked about how med balls actually kind of seem like they're kind of like the new cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if you've even noticing that, but I'm seeing a lot more videos being posted of med ball stuff. And I remember, and it brings me back to, and I still have them, the old VHS tapes of, you know, Vern, all Vern Gambetta stuff. And yep. that's, oh my was, God, I remember that's that. groundbreaking stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, the, I'm looking at stuff in the late eighties right when I got out of college, I'm like, whoa, man, this is, this is crazy. Like we weren't doing this stuff. Like this is so far ahead of the stuff that we were even doing with our strength coaches that, and you start playing around with all these different things and his, you know, his little blow box drills and all this kind of stuff that he was doing and then med ball stuff. And it's come full circle. You know what I mean? Because I think we kind of had so, we have so many things. We kind of always have that. A lot of us have that training ADD thing. So you, you, there's another new thing. It's flashier or it's cooler or whatever. And you kind of, tend to lend a little more of your energy towards it. But then you start to say, well, I got a hundred med balls sitting here in this bin. Like, why am I not using that? They should virtually be a part of your program every day. And I know you guys at your place have always been great with the med balls and always doing, but we kind of, I, I can look back at our programming and kind of see me kind of go away from some of it. And part of it was, um, we were always using the hard rubber bouncy ones and a lot of times it wasn't suiting our needs. Mm -hmm. So when we went to more of the Dynamax or the softer ones, it actually worked out a little bit better. Plus we weren't jamming fingers, you know, because we would, you know, some of our guys would launch those things against the wall. If they weren't spreading their fingers on the, on the, when they were receiving it, a lot of times you jam a finger or something. Now you're screwed, you know, because that's never great for a sport coach to find out that you, you know, hurt a 
your quarterback's finger in a, oh, in a med ball drill or something, right? So, so I think that's that that was one of the things too. But that but then now we got to the point where we you know we've got a lot of the softer ones and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's great stuff. You know, it's it's always been great stuff, and it's one of those things where I think um, sometimes that's what it takes. You know, kind of like a like a like a re uh, uh, revival of that tool, I guess. Yeah, props to perform better. They're uh, PB Extreme uh, med balls, like they. We kind of went through their their beta testing phase for for all that. We just beat the shit out of their the, the med balls that they gave us and just destroyed them. And you know they've really put together uh, a really good product. And um, it's it's been weird that we've really phased out the rubber uh, med balls, except for you know very light one two kg, and then, and that's about it for some overhead stuff. Everything else is the is the, the padded. Dynamax or PB Extreme type stuff, and even for you know overhead athletes for shot puts and stuff like that. Like just like you said, we don't want to jam their fingers, so we use the padded ones just to be super safe. Yeah, I think this. I also think the sizing of like the PB Extreme, um, it gives you a little more of a physical cue. Like if I'm tossing mm-hmm. and we're doing rotational throws and I'm catching it, I'm going to get more of like a full body scoop. Whereas sometimes with those smaller ones, you see kids kind of handle it with their with their hands and their they're away from their body. It's a lot of arm action. You don't get quite as much of the body. So I like, I like that kind of like that, the cue of the bigger, larger, softer, heavy thing that they have to toss. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of positives with that. And yeah, they're definitely a lot stronger. Um, I, I remember we, we, we bought a, a batch of Dynamax balls back in the days and, and literally the first time, like, like one throw against the wall, like a chest pass against the wall and a split. And it wasn't even like we were like, you know, going crazy with it. It was like a good hard chest pass against the wall and just split wide open. So at that point I was like, eh, I don't know if this is going to work. And that's why we kind of went, always went just back to the rubber ones, you know. Uh, for us, it was just like, you know, 300 kids a day coming through there, you know, cranking all day long. What's going to be able to hold up against, you know, throwing against that 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 concrete wall, you know, all day. So, uh, yeah, you know, but it's, it's awesome to see that stuff kind of. You know, when you get you do the research and development stuff, like you guys, you know, you guys doing it with the ball. We've done that, you know, with the rip trainers, and we've done that mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, the Josh Hankins sandbag stuff. And you know, it's awesome because we get to play around with new tools, but we also get to see what's going to work. I mean, we did that with the sandbells, and we broke everything. I always tell everybody, like everything breaks, like depending on how you know what you're wearing tears, everything's going to break at some point. It's just that you would like to have, you know, some kind of value to your dollar and be able to not have to replace something after, you know, five sessions or something. So it, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to see that how these things have improved over time. Everyone, we're just going to pause for a second because this past weekend I was at the perform better summit down in Providence, Rhode Island. And who would have known, you know, pedestal footwork came up in almost every conversation that I had. These socks are really sweeping the industry and getting the eye of a lot of fitness professionals out there. And for great reason, because they, they've really engineered the ultimate sock for, for people that like to, to lift, the people that like to, you know, get the benefits of barefoot training and, and still get the grippiness of the shoe. That's how I like to talk about it. And I know a lot of people have been trying out these socks and you get instantly hooked. You you start thinking, you know, why am I spending, you know, hundreds of, hundreds of dollars on shoes that are going to break down? Like, you know, you're still going to maybe need shoes for when you push 16 plates on the sled, you know, save them for that and don't let them get broken down when you're doing strength training and don't let like an incredibly thick shoe 
really hinder your ability to get contact with the ground and get that proprioception that our body craves when it comes to strength training. So go check them out, pedestalfootwear.com. Go get two pairs. You get two pairs, they're going to ship free to you, and you're just going to be hooked. You're going to say, all right, well, not only is this going to be a great gift for me, but, you know, treat yourself. But also, when it comes to the holidays, you're going to know what to get Family members, friends that also like to strength train, they're going to love getting these as gifts as well. So birthdays, holidays, whatever coming up, don't just get a pair for yourself. Get a pair for a friend, get a pair for a family member, and really transform the way that you go into the gym and you train. Check them out at pedestalfootwear.com. Um, and it's funny, you know, 2007, you have a book on power training. Now it's cool. Like power training is what's really in right now. It just took, you know, nine years for everyone to catch up, I guess. Well, you know, what's funny is that I always say, um, I think the thing I'm most proud of about that book is um, that it's still okay. I'm not like embarrassed of it. Because it, it mean, a lot of times that's what happens, right? You write something even for a journal and, you know, 10 years later, it's like, oof, I don't do that stuff anymore. And I shouldn't really I feel weird for saying that and doing these, you know, these presses or something. And, and, but it's what we know at the time. So it's really never, never, you should never be embarrassed about it. Like I would say, if you go back and you Google my name in the NSCA journal, like in 1990, you're going to start, you're going to see programs for basketball and football and baseball and all these things that we, that I've written during that time. And it's a little bit embarrassing. It's kind of cheesy. There's probably some leg extensions, you know, stuff like stuff that we didn't, we thought was good then. It wasn't like we were like, we were trying to be crazy or anything. It's just what we did. You know, it's what mm-hmm. people did. We just know so much more now. We, we're so much more in tune with a lot of different things. So, but with power training, uh, other than, you know, a little bit of a shift, maybe in a little bit of some of the categories, but mostly just the tools that we use because we've expanded our toolbox. You know, we've, we've, we're using a lot more kettlebell stuff. We're doing a lot more sandbag and TRX so we're, we're, our tools uh, that we use have expanded, but the categories per se really haven't. So they haven't changed. So we feel pretty good that, that that's the stuff that I've been using with our team since 2004 uh, all the way through. And it's really stood the, the, the test of time. And the funny thing is um, that book still sells. It still sells a lot of copies around the world because every quarter I get a check. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so it's actually you can see that you know they break down the numbers of how many are being sold online or mm-hmm. hard copy people are still buying it which is kind of cool and i think part of it is because they made it look really cool so it looks like a cool book you know that's yeah. right that's awesome it's big, it's big you know so um but you know just to kind of wrap up the the discussion on on, on power training again for like the the adult population i'm just curious like what, what are your go-tos uh for for the general population of course like it's definitely going to depend on who you're dealing with. So let's just give the, the general example of a healthy adult, no, no injuries and, and relatively healthy and, and good to go and clear, clear to play. Um, what, what are your go-to power drills and things to do in training with them? I mean, obviously the med ball stuff's going to be huge. You know, everybody can really, um, you know, rise to that stuff and, and you could change stuff and you could change stances and you could change, you know, you can go half kneeling. There's a zillion things you could do with that, which is great. The one thing I try to hit on is, you know, just our ability to, there's a Harvard study that I cited, talked about, like the example was, and and obviously it's not the example you just gave, but see somebody more elderly and just not moving quite as well. Mm -hmm. It's the difference between them being able to walk across the street 
versus them to be able to like really kind of scoot because they have to kind of move fast now to get right. across the street. So for us, it's more going to be like what kinds of things that can we do uh, for that triple extension kind of movement, whether it's a low level jump and part of the things we did in our, in our warrants is kind of this pogo series that we do, which is kind of like that lowest level of just kind of like that trying to get that push from the ground through the ankle, knees and hips and just kind of explode and explode is one of those things, which has got this, it's got a, you know, uh, it can look a million different ways how something explodes. You can have this crazy jackrabbit athlete and you can have an 85 year old person. Right. So, so we, we're talking about so that intent, that intent to move and, and fire things quickly. So for us, you know, for that kind of stuff is, 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 you know, when we want to load, when we want to want to overload, it's just to add some of the resistance band stuff, you know, some of the super band drills that we see, like the Dave Schmidt stuff that mm-hmm. everybody's really seen, um, add that stuff in, the low level jump, you know, plyo drills for sure. But if it's somebody, you know, it's regular Joe that's able to do stuff. I really, really love uh, the sandbag stuff because, you know, we could stick, we don't have to worry. Although a sandbag cleans very easy to teach. uh, Maybe you don't even worry about the catch part. You just worry about the high pull and then we can really make it applicable by going into a staggered stance or doing rotational high pulls or, uh, you know, just regular cleans and presses uh, with the bag. I think it's a lot more forgiving on people and on uh, their wrists and things like that than a bar would be. And it's e- and it's super, super easy to teach. So for for all pop, I mean, for athletes, we love the sandbags itself. But I think for regular general pop, the sandbags really, really uh, fits. I think it fits nicely. And then you know, you can load it. It's no joke, obviously, when you start to you try to play around with some loading on that as well. Uh, this, this, this tends to come up every time that we chat, but it's been, it's been a weird, like last year, mostly due to, to social media and the internet and the, the garbage fire that that can be sometimes. But, um, there's been like a growing trend of, uh, like giving crap to, to vegans. I don't know if you've noticed this at all, (laughs) but it's like, it's like almost offensive. Like I've gotten to the point where, now on a on a you know rare occasion I'll have I'll have chicken you know if if I know like kind of where it's coming from and, and things like that but um, you know for the most part I, I don't really eat uh, beef or, or meat anymore and you know it seems like you know anytime you kind of bring that up it's almost offensive to the person that you're talking to like you're almost trying to accuse them of being a terrible person because that's what they do do so um, I'm just kind of <laughs> curious how, how do you feel about this this trend I know there's that long red haired you know, video dude and stuff yeah. like that going on. I mean, I get, I get what he's doing. It's kind of like, he does it with a lot of different things, right? He does it with like life. I think the life coaching one's pretty funny that he does mm-hmm. that one. It's a, uh, you know, so he's a, obviously he's a, he's a funny dude, but I think in general, like you said, you know, if I were to post something, um, about how animals are treated in a factory farm, inevitably I get a comment that's going to try to be a funny, funny, haha. Yeah. But they taste good or right. yeah, but, you know, or, and to like, think about that, like I just have a hard, like it is, it's a, it's offensive. Like it offends me. I don't have that thin skin that I'm going to go go on a tirade online, but it, it, it always freaks me out when somebody goes, if somebody were to say, Hey, I'm, Oh, I'm a vegan. And they go, Oh really? That's kind of weird. Why'd you do that? You know, like, like it's a belief system, right? Mm-hmm. So like if somebody does it, I, who am I to say, you know, to tell you whether it's right or wrong, but it's almost like people, like you say, if you bring something up, they get offended. Like you're saying that they're bad when you're just stating a fact or something or that you've observed. So there's that automatic, I call it a Trump 
right? A Trump move. <laughs> the automatic thing is to say, oh yeah, well your wife's fat mm-hmm. or you're ugly. Oh yeah, or you don't, you know, like, like that's the, that's the, the comeback instead of being like, oh, you know, let me think about that. Oh, you're talking about the environment. You're talking about, you know, the effects on factory farming on, you know, or, or just like, like how do we look at ourselves if we're okay with this is how this animal's like, uh, Peter Twist posted something and I reposted it and it was a, just an oh God awful video of, of, you know, how they basically slaughter cattle in a factory farm situation. And this is how they do it. Like people are going, no, it's not how it's done. And they don't, I'm like, no, that is how it's done. And you could say, well, you know, I only eat free range this and I get my deal from an Amish farm and, you know, everybody's got that whole, that whole deal. But I'm like, okay, you're like a fraction of a fraction of the, of the, of, of how, you know, how people are getting their beef or pork or whatever. So I think to me, it's, you know, I've, I've been a vegan for a long time and to the point where a lot of people don't even know, like Alan Cosgrove tells me constantly, like you need to be like a sponsored guy. People like, Mm. like, you know, all these companies that promote stuff, they need to be sponsoring you because you could be a great, you know, person, a a great, you know, salesperson for them as far as just living your life and doing your thing. But for me, it's like, I've never felt like I wanted to go out and do that and, 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 and try to, you know, like you said, like, I don't want to tell somebody any, you know, I'll educate them, but I don't Mm. want to, you know, but inevitably every time I try to say anything at all, I get that first thing back, you know, that, 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 that snide comment or something back. So yeah, it is, it's offensive, right? Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if that's like, you know, again, it's because the internet's really weird and, you know, I should have prefaced this as, you know, this is, you know, do, do what you want to do. And like, this isn't like a, a talk of like, Hey, you know, don't eat meat or anything like that. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say with this. I'm just kind of, it is the social media is a very interesting thing for me. And I've been reading up on it a lot lately. And it is just a, a case where if, uh, it is almost like people need to defend themselves if they read something that they disagree with or something yeah, like that. If you were to post a meme on Instagram and it would be just a, one that's just mocking a, a vegetarian, which you see all the time. Yeah. You'll see them all the time. Just constantly like, um, you know, like there's one of a hunter and he's got zucchinis in front of him. And it's like, if a, you know, a vegetarian hunter, so, you know, something like that. But if you were to do it the other way and you were to mock, you know, somebody who's a meat eater or something, the comments, I would guarantee you as a social experiment, you should just try it sometime. That I bet you would get more rude comments when you mocked the meat thing. Like you would get, you would probably get some really offensive stuff set, thrown back at you, you know, where you would get more of the likes or the funny haha things for the other one. So there's definitely a different standard. And I mean, I get it. It's, it you know, we've seen it, we've seen it evolve uh, over the years, over the decades, basically. But you know, at the same time, yeah, I, I, it, it, you, you see it, it's more prevalent. People are talking about it more, but I think it's also because more people are, are aware of it and more people are doing meatless Mondays and more people are cutting back on their, on their meat consumption. So, which is, a, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for everybody, you know? So, um, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, is going to make, you know, a better environment for us or a better living situation or help people sleep better at night. That's awesome. You know, I don't, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but Obviously, I do it a little different than most people. All right. I think for for me, it was all about taking, uh, you know, small steps. It was, uh, you know, making sure, like you were saying, you know, I make sure I got my my meat and my my chicken and my my eggs from from reputable or my dairy products from, you know, reputable sources, getting, uh, you know, free range chicken or something like that or getting free range cattle. And uh, you kind of make those small steps. And um, for me, it, it always went back to, 
and maybe this is and this isn't a question people need to ask themselves, but I, I think so. I forget who posed it to me. But it's like, all right, would you be able to go kill that thing that you just ate? I'm like, probably not. Right. Probably, yeah, I mean, I, if I needed to, but like, if I'm living in a heated house with you know all this stuff available to me, or I can order food from Amazon right now and they'll deliver me. I just got an email. Amazon will now deliver me groceries to my house. I know like, that's the that's the future, by the way. Right. So, um, in, in this case, you know, I could probably make some some better choices to you know maybe it's one person, but definitely alleviate some of the you know the the things that could be going on by getting you know some more cage free stuff and going and uh, also same thing when I get like my my protein powder, like even if I get you know whey and casein protein powder, I make sure it's from. You know reputable sources where the 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 cattle is treated appropriately mm-hmm. um so it's 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 like a small steps kind of thing i think for for yeah, absolutely, people absolutely and that's that's kind of the key to everything right i'm just kind of making sure you there's got to be a little bit of a a walk before you run kind of thing how are you prepping for the super left turn how how are things going prepping uh with like off season training for for school and stuff like that um i'm you know, for the last year, I, I haven't, I'm just teaching. So I, I'm just doing, you've been working a lot with Nike too, right? Yeah. So I'm just doing that now and, um, doing a little bit, a little bit of stuff on the side, just with some local athletes here. But, uh, for the most part, yeah, I, I and honestly, I, it, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. We have, we've had a, a little bit of a change, uh, in our, in our, uh, administration and regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot less stress, <laughs> put it that way. So, <laughs> Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I could do. I see myself going back and and getting into it again, like I did. You know, where we just would run at it hard and heavy. Um, yeah, maybe if things work out right, you know, uh, maybe elsewhere. Um, but right now, I'm just enjoying teaching, and you know, our kinesiology program is really strong, and uh, teaching our academics over there, and, and doing that and frees up a lot of free time. Um, to do a lot of different stuff, and the Nike Nike's been it's been awesome, you know, working with Gerald and uh, Cooper Smith over there, and, and and doing stuff with them, and that and the new app we just put out. Yeah, really, I saw really, that. That's yeah, that's, really that's cool. Fantastic. Yeah, cool stuff. I mean, um, great resource, you know, for people. It's a free resource, and it's and there's been a lot of time and energy uh, put in by you know hundreds and hundreds of people on this thing. So it's, um, but yeah, it, it, there's a, re- a lot of really cool, exciting stuff as well coming up and, and that's all really Gerilyn's driving, you know, and her, her, you know, doing what she does, which is just being awesome basically. And, uh, you know, creating great education for their trainers like she did at Equinox and then, and then setting things up, you know, for potential, potential certifications and stuff like that down the line. So, um, some really cool stuff in the works, you know, I think so I'm, I'm really proud to be um, helping her with that stuff. Yeah, for for real, like Nike is leading the way. They're just doing amazing things, and in the in the world of fitness, and you might not just realize it if you're picking up a pair of Jordans, you know, every couple of weeks. But if you go and see like what they're doing at Nike.com with all their you know Nike Plus stuff, it is like I mean they were really leading the way all the way back from like the iPod Nano, like that little thing that went in your shoe in your yeah. Nike Plus shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I had that in college, but um. Yeah, they, they've just been doing uh, fantastic work. I had to reach out to her. She'd be a great person to talk to on this show uh, as well about what Nike's up to. Oh, just yeah, for sure, for sure. And, great, and she's, great got, stuff. she's got a great background, and yeah. she just knows, you know, she's interacted with so many of us. And I know one of the really the, the big things, too, was, uh, was kind of cool with, you know, with the Perform Better, with the Nike shirts and stuff like that now, which is kind of cool. And I know uh, that's something that, 
that she really wanted to get involved with is, is the summits because she, you know, she, that's how she met a lot of us, you know, coming through on those summits. So I'm sure she'll be down in Providence our last year in Providence. Yep. Uh, yeah. Multiple times, she probably didn't see me at my best at night, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like at one in the morning or twelve thirty at night. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she that's I, and this is the cool thing. Like we just came back from Chicago, and I apologize for butting in, but I got to say, you know, the amount of people that came up and first said hi and like said that they enjoyed the show, like that is amazing. But also the amount of people that said that that this was their first Perform Better Summit because they heard about it on the show. They always hear like the guests are, are going to the Perform Better Summits and presenting. Uh, you got to, you got two more shots. You have Providence, you have Long Beach. Get to one of those events because the the incredible opportunity to talk to all these fantastic coaches and presenters and uh, the, the community aspect of it is just unbelievable. Like you're going to get, you know, bear hugs from from Dan John. You're going to get to go to, to hands on the, the social itself. And we were talking about that at the start. The social itself is worth the price of admission. It's like two hundred and ninety dollars for three days of education. It's ridiculous. And, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's even more, it's like you're talking about, there's a lot there, you know, you could walk by in between talks or during talks and you could be walking by, you know, towards like where you guys were camped out in that hallway yeah. and you're going to see a dozen presenters that are mm-hmm. just hanging out talking and then you could grab them and talk to them or whatever, or at lunch you'd sit down and there's you know three of them sitting at a, t- you, just, you can, you can wrap out. There's not, there's never, I've never seen a presenter that's ever been, you know, a, like, Oh, I don't have time for that, or I can't talk. You know, every- I, have, I have one, but they don't show up to the Perform Better Summits anymore. And that's probably <laughs> yeah. why I have one off the top of my head. <laughs> there you go. And uh, oh, actually, I, I think of one too. It's probably the same one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, for the most part, everybody, you know, and especially I, every time I start my talks, you know, I always make sure you talk about thanking Chris and Perform Better for putting these things together mm-hmm. because there really is nothing like it in the world. There's nothing like it for, for, for our field and what we do, whether, you know, fitness, training, conditioning, rehab, there's nothing like it. There's nowhere else where you're going to have this, you know, that layout with four things going on, four quality things going on right. every 75 minutes. It's just like, and, and, and then the environment, you know, the social, the, 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 the in-betweens, everything's really kind of a, a way tighter knit than you would think with it being so big with 7,000, you know, 8,000 people at a, at an event. So yeah, I can't say enough about it. I am, you know, you know, the things I take pride in definitely being part of, uh, you know, the, sum, the perform better summits and the one days is, is definitely one of my biggest uh, accomplishments for sure. And one that I definitely hold very, very, you know, dear to my heart. So. Well, let's, I, I think that's a good, that's a great place to start uh, wrapping things up. But I want to again remind people uh, not only to go to CoachDose.com, where you can also get access to uh, Dose has an amazing membership portion of that website as well. Like if you want, you know, exercise and training videos and things like that. Um, you know, how has that been going for you? Thing seems like you're always putting new stuff on there. Man, it, it, this is a this is a sore spot right now. I've had. <laughs> Like a mad, like a mad amount of issues with my website, and it's really been a bummer. Um, so for like the past four or five months, it's really been non-existent. So what happened is, um, you know, I've been in touch with the people that are you know my members and stuff like that. We're we're getting ready to kind of re-release oh, cool. uh, the site, and when we do it, it, you know, it'll it'll blast out, and I'll send you something as well. And, um, I have a former athlete of mine that, that does all the stuff that I can you know, really trust with it, with the web. And we're really 
kind of building it from the ground up again, changing a lot of the platforms that we've been using. Um, going to have a, I'm going to change the structure of our membership program to make it even more affordable. Uh, we're just going to want to try to get a lot more people involved in it. And, um, it'll, it'll be, you know, a lot of the same stuff. I mean, where I was really pouring a lot of my time and energy into the site, it's going to be the same way. Um, I've actually kind of missed that, that aspect of it. So that, and then coupled with, uh, us really trying to get back on a solid schedule, you know, with the performance podcast, mm-hmm. I think it'll be uh, a, a pretty good little, uh, you know, uh, summertime, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's going to happen any day now, but uh, we're looking at summertime, fall, getting everything rolling. And, um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're stoked, but yeah, it hasn't been great. And that's why it's, I'm just, I've been a little bit bummed about it. And I, every time I present to people, I tell them, Hey, contact me through the site. But right now I have some issues, blah, 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 but hopefully everything's going to be worked out, you know, very, very soon. Hey man, I, I feel your pain as someone that, you know, runs membership websites, uh, you know, video and, and of course now too many podcasts. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely feel your pain, but we'll make sure that we give people a heads up when that is all, uh, up to date and, and going back at a hundred percent, because, you know, you are p- putting together, a, you know, a ton of great content. And again, you know, if people do want to like in the meantime, uh, do yourself a favor and at least go and, and pick up those books on Amazon. Spend the $32, get two great books. And, and it is how it's, it's just super weird. But now like those books are probably going to be more popular than ever now. And they're more applicable and they're needed more than ever because of what the people are really demanding when it comes to their training environment and their, their programming as well. So use those as resources for yourself as a, a coach or a trainer or just someone that, hell, let's be real. It's a summer. Like you're going to want to go outside and have some badass training sessions. Those books are going to be able to give you the content and the information that you need to, to make that happen. So I can't recommend them enough. I bought them back in 2007 and like 2009 or whenever I came out when I was still in college, but, um, Hey, they're still on my shelf. And that says something. Uh, I don't have a lot of books left on my shelf anymore, but those two are what's, what's funny is that, um, you know, Chris carries it now and, you know, through athletes acceleration, we, we make, we created that complete program design product, which is basically all that stuff morphed together plus the updated stuff. And I think the bit, the biggest part is kind of like the video library and then the, the interactive workout cards and stuff like that. So we kind of pieced everything together with that product. Um, and people can find that you can find it either at completeprogramdesign.com or to put the, through the perform better catalog as well. And I know Chris always brings them to the, to the, uh, he has hard copies of it, but it's got a, a digital platform and hard copy platform. You get both, um, you know, whichever one you buy. So, um, it's really cool. I've had great, great feedback from that for sure. Cause people are just plugging and playing, you know, with their own, with their own studios, gyms, schools, stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just an extension basically. It's like I said, you know, the only things that have changed over that time since all those years is not so much that bedrock philosophy has been the same. It's just, you know, some of the tools and some of the little bit of the tweaking maybe of how we kind of format, we've added in a lot of, you know, more mobility stuff during our, during the actual workouts, dialed in our warm up stuff, our activation stuff a little bit better. So that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people can plug right in and, and, and you know, put into their stuff tomorrow, basically. Fantastic. Well, and then there's also, we've mentioned social media a couple of times, uh, at coach dose on Twitter, correct? Uh, yes. Are you, are you doing the Instagram stuff? You got Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I think it's Robert dose. I think it's Robert dose on everything at Robert dose. Okay. I I will, I will double check on on those, but, um, you guys should be following. That's the funny thing is I don't even know. That's kind of weird, right? Well, I'm talking about the same thing. Like I luckily like just use my first last name for that that stuff. So I don't need to remember, but, um, 
you know, once you enter it, it saves your password and your username. So you just yeah, don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram uh, and Twitter are both uh, Robert Dose. Okay. At Robert Dose. Yeah. Perfect. Right on. All right. Well, we are going to be heading out right now. But uh, of course, for everyone else out there, don't forget to go and check out the information for the the pub crawl. And please, if you're able to um, help support that and please, you know, come out and also just just have a couple beers and uh, go have some fun out in, in Long Beach because I didn't get to it last year because we did a cert right before. And then I had to go out to dinner with like this Mike Boyle guy. Jeez. <laughs> Well, it's funny because uh, when I was trying to text you this morning, did you have a different phone number last year at this time? <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I had the same phone number. Maybe I can't remember. I got I switched to T-Mobile. I'm a T-Mobile man now. Yeah. Well, so what happened was I, I just automatically pulled up whatever the last text was. And it was while we were on the crawl last year is the last <laughs> time I texted you. And I just said, hey, we're at the Irish pub. Get over here. And it would, you know, you were obviously out and doing stuff with those other guys. And we had talked about possibly meeting up during the crawl. Yeah, that was but, a long night. <laughs> it's always a long night, man. It's a great, it's a great night though. It's, it's, it's a great cause and good people. Uh, yeah. If anybody's definitely, if they're planning to come to the summit, they try, I always say, try to get there, you know, the day before and, and hang out with us. And it's a, it's a good time. Awesome. Well, uh, go make it happen. Go to coachdose.com for for all the information that we were talking about today and uh, i'm gonna put like a little bit of a bookmark to make sure we we chat again and uh down the road and make sure we continue to support this amazing cause and if you are going to either providence or uh are you going to be out in providence or just long beach no just long beach for me damn it all right well if you're going (laughs) to be out in long beach make sure you go to doses talk and hands on especially if you do want to like really get you know like I said, hands-on training with this stuff and to see how he's structuring all this because, you know, I saw just like 400 smiling faces, you know, in that room. It was really incredible to see to the point where I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to take a picture of this because I haven't really seen anyone, anyone have a hands-on room packed this much. Like that's, those, those are numbers you just don't see at these perform better summits. So, so go and check it out. And, uh, until next time, uh, dose great, ch- uh, catch up and, I guess I will see you in, man, what is that going to be in like six weeks in Long Beach? Yeah, yeah, right on. Jeez, all right, man. I'll see you in six weeks. Take care. All right, bud. Awesome. Always great talking to you.